Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. We've been on mute the whole time. We've been on mute the whole time. Wow. Um, Let's go through that again here. Sorry for all the listeners out there for Straight Football Talk. We were accidentally on mute. Want to say hello, good morning, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Good Lord, Ted. over. Let the man on the camera. (laughs) Trying. Um, This is Teddy the Bear Tate, Super Mike, and alongside of us is Big D. Um, I know that the Facebook Live video has already heard this, but we were muted on radio. Um, want to remind everybody on the radio to uh, please listen in to um, or to like our Facebook page, and then if you want to listen in that way, you can. Um, and the, your voice can be heard by commenting on our uh, video, or you can just call in at 718-508-9883. So let's get back to the NFL buzz. So, again, um, the talking for weeks now, Jeremy Macklin, right. you know, who's he going to sign with? I predicted the Buffalo Bills. He actually signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Again, really, this is a match made in heaven for the Ravens and Macklin. Macklin's their number one receiver. Um, The Ravens obviously needed that one on the one receiver, got what they needed. Yeah, I I, I did that whole all all the way around and slam dunk for the Ravens. They need all that help they can get in that division. Oh, for sure. Um, While we're talking about the Ravens, I don't want to entertain any rumors. You know, it's straight football talk, no BS out there, or no BS filters. But apparently the Ravens are still, sh- are still showing real interest in getting Eric Decker. This would help the Ravens that much more. And in my opinion, put the Ravens at the solid number two spot at the AFC North and compete for the number one spot. Right. And I believe the Jets did release Decker, didn't they? They did release him, yes. Yeah. After trying to trade him. Yeah. And if, uh, if they did acquire Decker, I mean, that's a – that's that's a heck of an offensive yeah. uh, setup Receive, for your wide out core. Yeah, wide out core just really upgrades right there. I mean, we saw how well Eric Decker played with with Denver. He played mm. very well there, and he played, while back. Yeah, yeah, but he played very well there when he had two other stud receivers on the outside working in the slot. So mm. that would be a match made in heaven for him. Yes, particularly right. with Perryman and uh, good old Jeremy Macklin running out there. Mike Wallace, yep. Mike Wallace included. The Ravens weren't the only ones to acquire a new player for their offense. Did you hear about this one? The Lions traded their 2018 six-round pick for the 2014 number two pick overall, Greg Robinson. From the Rams? Yeah, from the Rams. Yeah. The Lions have needed to address their offensive tackle issue after Taylor Decker um, <clears throat> had shoulder, sur- shoulder surgery, get tongue-tied, and is expected to be out for four to six months. Robinson is considered to be one of the biggest busts at his position since 2014, but the Lions did not spend a lot on Robinson, and he could still pay off for them. Plus, the main goal is to protect Stafford and create holes for the running game. And, yes, Robinson hasn't been the best, that, that's for sure, but maybe with a fresh start, he could be a solid acquisition. Right. And, I mean, maybe just putting him in the right offensive formation, I guess not formation, but the offensive scheme. Yeah. He did different coaching staff and fresh slate, if you will. Right. Yeah. 
Um, the Lions didn't stop there either at a potential uh, Taylor Decker replacement. The Lions also have announced they've signed Cyrus, oh boy, Coan, Coanjo, that's pretty rough to say, uh, go with it, former offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills. Being a high second-round pick, Cyrus is another offensive tackle that has yet, uh, yet to live up to his expectations. But the Lions have made these transactions as a low-risk outcome. I like it. They did not want to be too invested into Decker's re- replacement, um, which shows, obviously, with who they got. But will it be enough to keep Stafford off his back? Did they not pay enough? Did they not pay I, enough? I, uh, I don't think it's enough. I don't think they paid enough. When you, when you look at the division as a whole, the Bears have improved uh, by leaps and bounds. I think defensively, they're they're pretty they're pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, whether their offense lives up to you, you know the the new acquisitions they got remains to be seen. But their defense is always really solid. Green Bay's defense, particularly their pass rush, <clears throat> is pretty nasty. Uh, and then you look at Minnesota, whose defense is pretty nasty. Uh, I don't think they did enough division just in their division. I don't think they did enough to protect Stafford, who got sacked so many times last <laughs> season. Uh, you know. Stafford's a talented quarterback, yep. but I've said it before, you can't make throws on your back. Nope, and you got to pay the big boys the and big bucks. you got to pay the big boys <laughs> the big bucks. Well, another thing, just with the acquisitions, I could see Robinson being pushed into the guard position just to give him some more. So, yeah, I mean, even anything, especially when Taylor Decker comes back, I think they're going to move Robinson around to try to give him, hopefully, bolster that old lineup. Right, just but he's out more. for, what, six, six months? Four, four to six four months. Four to six months? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, maybe temporary uh, fix, but I still think this is your quarterback we're talking about. Yeah. This is the, really the most important offensive weapon that you have. Yep. Uh, he, he is the, the driving force behind your team winning or losing games, and yep. if he's not protected, you aren't winning football games. I'm sorry. Good, good, right. good call there, Big D. I like what, I, like what I'm hearing there. Headlines didn't stop in Detroit for the NFC North, though. You did hear about this? Wide receiver Michael Floyd tested positive for alcohol while under house arrest. Ooh. Floyd is required to undergo alcohol testing and is not allowed to consume any alcohol nor miss any tests. Reportedly from NFL.com on June 10th, Floyd watched movies at his house until 3 a.m. and during that time drank several bottles of kombucha, 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 <laughs> tea, um, and was unaware of the drinks containing alcohol. And on oh. June 11th, <laughs> really? Floyd at 5:30 a.m. tested, and his blood alcohol content uh, was at a 0.055. And at 5:54 a.m., his blood alcohol content was 0.045. And then was tested again at 6.23 a.m., and his blood alcohol content was 0.044. He then went back to sleep and missed his next test at 6.33 a.m. Floyd was only five days away from ending his monitoring. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Uh, And Floyd had not tested positive for alcohol up to that point. And with positive content reading, the court would like to hear from Floyd. The court date is June 26th, and Floyd will be able to explain how this happened. Personally, I'd like to hear from people. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings organization oh, has made an, a statement about the situation and, quote, we are aware of the situation involving Michael Floyd and are looking into the matter. The statement read, we are uh, still gathering facts and will withhold any further comments at this time, end quote. This will be something to keep track of, especially for the Vikings offense. <laughs> well, I mean, 
you, you just when you get these players on on probation and you yep. get them under supervision, yep. you, you, this is supposed to be, you know, basically your last chance to really get your act together. And yeah. to me, you know, Michael Floyd is a veteran player. Yep. And it's should be a leader in what is a fairly fairly young Vikings locker room. Yep. Right. Uh, and this sets a very bad precedent for them. I agree with that completely. Um, I with, a, with, a, with a young, I mean, the Vikings are one of the youngest teams all the way around in, in the NFL right now. I mean, they really have a lot of youth on that team. And for Michael Floyd to. Well, he could have arguably been their number one guy. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, Stephon Diggs, obviously, but then you got, right. who do you got next? They lost Charles Johnson. Uh, you know, Michael Floyd could have been right up there. Um, that is it for NFL Buzz for Straight Football Talk today. Um, again, if you want to be a part of the conversation, please comment or. Dial 718-508-9883. We would love to hear football talk from other people. <clears throat> Moving on from NFL buzz, time to go on to the draft. Yes. Arizona Cardinals draft recap. Well, real quick. Sure. We need to take the three-minute No, nope. We're going to go right through it. Go right through it. All right. Um, Hasan Reddick, linebacker out of Temple. Let me talk about a formal Temple player here later on. Uh, round one, pick 13. First thoughts that come to everyone's mind with this kid. Undersized, athletic, explosive, and versatile. During the last two years of his high school tenure, Reddick only played four games, which is what forced him to be a walk-on at Temple. And while he was in, while he was in high school, he was a running back and a safety. Again, there's some athleticism there, versatility. Although he is undersized for a linebacker, there are still reasons for him getting, uh, getting drafted in the first round. And I believe they are from his productivity, athleticism, and his versatility. From a productive standpoint, he just got better each year throughout his collegiate career. His total stats, we're not going to get through them all, but it'd take a long time again. Uh, but his total stats at Temple were 99 solo tackles, 50 assisted, giving a total of 149 tackles. Uh, that's on top of 47 for a loss, 17 and a half sacks, one interception, and four, four, four forced fumbles. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. You cannot have too many edge rushers. I will be honest, Reddick was not my first choice for the Cardinals, but the defense needs to bring younger, faster guys in to help keep them competitive, and they did just that with getting the haste on Reddick. Right. He's about 6'1", 230-something. So, again, for, for an edge rusher. Yeah, for an edge rusher, pretty good. Um I, just, I think, like everybody said, undersized a little bit, but I, I like I like the pick. Well, I also just like to say a lot of times these safeties out of high school mm-hmm. can get converted to a linebacker, mm-hmm. and it just seems to work out over and over. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll say this uh, in regards to being undersized. I don't really think that is really that big of a problem at linebacker. It's no. more so a problem in the secondary. Where yep. You really need that height because you've got six four, six three, six five wideouts running I like, down the uh, field. I like how you're bringing that up. Uh, Big D, because the next guy we're going to talk about the undersized. Next pick for the Cardinals, Buda Baker, safety out of Washington. Been raving about this kid. I have. Round two, pick four. Did I say build that defense? Of course I did. The Cardinals did not stop with Reddick in helping build up their defense. But uh, Buda, wow, bud. <laughs> Buda Baker was my pre-combine and pre-pro day prospect at safety. Love, I absolutely love this kid. Another, quote-unquote, undersized prospect for the Cardinals. This pick makes a lot of sense. And with the departure of Tony Jefferson, it just makes sense there. Um, He's a brutal hitting safety. And the thought of him being teamed up with uh, Tyron Matthew, a.k.a. the Honey Badger, just 
has to get you excited for the safety secondary. I mean, it really does. Yeah, this is one pick that I really, really liked for mm-hmm. Arizona. I really like Budabaker just for anybody, but the fact that Arizona picked him up yeah. and the it's fact nasty. that they already have Matthew in the back, yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's really nice. Uh, and really a team that didn't generate near enough turnovers right. last season can use all the help they can get at generating turnovers. Right. And both are big, uh, big hitting play, making safeties. And even though they're both quote unquote undersized, because they even said that about the honey badger. Yeah, it doesn't stop them from trying to be productive or stop them from making any plays. Buddha will have a role in this defense, and it will be exciting to see how they use him and how they will make a how he will make a splash in the NFL, which I think he will. Yeah, and I know Buddha Baker is actually pretty fast as well. So yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you got all kinds of uh, potential for a special he, team splash. He well. just reminds me, like the way he hits, he just reminds me of Ed Reed. Maybe not size wise, but the way he hits, how brutal and vicious he awesome. is. Austin commented Buddha could also slide into the nickel position if needed. Could he's great versatility? Oh yeah, I, they're gonna again, they're gonna use him on that defense for sure. They oh, yeah, they they need some secondary help. Yeah. They're gonna use that. Moving on from Mr. Buddha Baker again. Oh, and if you want to look at his stats, guys. Again, like our um, uh, straight football talk page. On there, we've got previous segments of me talking about Buda Baker and his stats in the college uh, and college football. I, again, I've raved about this kid before the combine. I can't wait to see him play, especially for the Cardinals defense. Anyways, moving on. Chad Williams, wide receiver out of Grambling State, round three, pick 34, with Michael Floyd gone now due to uh, bad bad decision making. I call it bonehead decision making, really. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald's getting older and retiring soon. Uh, and John Brown battling yet another injury. He's their slot guy. The Cardinals decide to draft a wide receiver. Sounds good, right? Wrong. Williams made his own bonehead move uh, before the season of his senior year. And in, uh, being in charge with, uh, being charged with, excuse me, I get tongue-tied again, with marijuana. He had marijuana in his possession yeah. of firearms. And firearms, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think one of my biggest problems with this pick is that he was projected to go early round five, which leads me to believe this pick is a reach. In 2016, Williams uh, led the SWAC conference uh, by catching 90 passes for 1,337 yards and 11 touchdowns, which earned him second-team FCS uh, All-American and first-team All-Conference. On the field, the kid is productive, but off the field – the Cardinals will have to make sure they keep him in line or they will have to do what they had to do with Michael Floyd. Right. I mean, come on. And he was and projected round five, and they picked him up in the round three. I just couldn't believe I that. I feel I like mean, they were better receivers. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He's only a 6'2 receiver. There, I'm sure there was other more positive. Yeah, I mean. Well, I don't even want to get on the more positive. positive. There were more talented receivers on the board still in round three. I don't understand this pick. Yeah, I, uh, I would have rather saw him Danny Westbrook. Um, Josh Malone, I mean, Josh Reynolds. There's a couple of guys that were in the like, round three to four yeah, that were. I, I would have loved to see. I would have definitely rather seen Reynolds picked up yeah. than this. I mean, I think you. I, I don't really know much about Chad Williams, but I think you definitely don't go in an unknown quantity, especially with with off field issues like this. I mean, uh, round three. Yeah, if they had picked him in round five, it would probably have been a solid pick. He had, we was right. productive, but again. With the marijuana possession and firearms possession, I just uh, I'm not a you, fan. You could have you could have definitely done more on defense in round three still. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Moving on from Mr. Williams, I like his next pick, Dorian Johnson, OG offensive guard out of Pitt, <laughs> round four, pick eight. I give these draft experts experts now that we're technically 
we're technically experts, uh, a lot of grief throughout this draft process about who they predict uh, going where and who could be the next superstar of the NFL and whatnot. But I will say Mike Mayock said it best when he said, and I quote, Carson Palmer was hit 117 times in 2016, most among all quarterbacks. Johnson adds some talent to the uh, Cardinals' interior offensive line and should get an an opportunity to compete for the starting job this season. End quote. Palmer is definitely not getting any younger. He's 37 years old, and him getting hit the most is not what the Cardinals want to see ever. Uh, And it obviously goes into why the Cardinals did not perform uh, well and amounts to other things. Um, end of the cards, fourth round pick, Dorian Johnson. Johnson is yet another big offensive guard that is 6'5, 300 pounds. The big man. <laughs> and has played offensive tackle before, and the cards can definitely use that versatility. Johnson has started 39 straight games for the Panthers and received second team all ACC his junior year and also being awarded, excuse me. First team All ACC and multiple All American awards this past season, which just means he's not only versatile, he is also reliable and durable. And Carson Palmer is going to love to have this kid on the interior O line. Um, and the where the cards, in my opinion, reach in the third round, I believe they somewhat made up for this pick, for that pick before because Johnson was projected rounds two to three, and they were able to select him in the fourth. Right. Uh, I mean, again. You said it well in that <laughs> statement. I, he's going to solidify that line. He's going to help tremendously yeah. keeping Carson Palmer on his team. Well, and, and, a, and again, this is another scenario in which I would say you've got to pay the big boys the big bucks, but you look at that division, you've got some vicious, mm-hmm. absolutely vicious pass rushers look in, at in, in the NFC look at, West. All right, I thought or, you were talking about the ACC. Well, oh, in the ACC, but in the NFC West, you've got some vicious yeah. pass rushers. Yeah. Uh, we have we have the Seattle defense, which certainly has not lost any steam over the last couple of years. Right. Um, and the 40, even, and the, the 49ers, 49ers are, are not start. bad. They yeah, they just better. got a little bit better. But the Rams have been getting better and better yeah. at pass rushing. Yeah. Uh, in a division where you're going to have to play those kinds of teams twice a year, uh, you can't afford for you can't afford not to invest in them. Pay the big boys the big bucks. Big D, you got to trademark that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> somebody somebody ought to do it. Somebody should pay me every time I say it. Oh man. Moving on from Mr. Dorian Johnson. Will Holden, offensive tackle out of Vandy, round five, pick 13. Man, they went, off, they went offensive line again. And I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> Three-year starter for both left tackle and right tackle. We just talked about it with the last pick. This team needs O-line help. Palmer cannot be hit 117 times again. And I do believe the Card- Card- Cardinals excuse me, noticed Palmer being on his back a lot. I mean, you typically notice that when your franchise quarterback's getting – Slam to the ground. And when you're losing by 50. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> So in round five, they decided to get another big man. Holden is 6'7", 311 pounds. Woo! Now Holden may not start right away at either position, uh, offensive tackle position. However, he will get his shot to earn a starting role more than likely at the right tackle position. But more than likely this year, he will be a backup and will learn from veteran, um, on, veterans on the O-line which isn't a bad thing. Uh, veteran leadership is a great thing, actually. Holden was projected to be drafted in rounds three to four, and the Cards, yet again, get an uh, O-lineman later, in this, uh, later than his projection. And I love this pick. Uh, I just want to say any guy that can play both left and right on your offensive line yep. is a guy you want. Another versatile offensive lineman. Uh, right. You cannot have enough depth on the offensive line as long of a grind as the 
football seasons are now in the NFL. Yeah. And as much as these guys have to be on the field for these snaps, particularly these offenses that are on the field for 10, 15, 20-minute drives, right. Uh, you need all the depth you can get, and a yeah. guy that can play both positions—that's—he's he, going to be—he's going to be—he's going to have good value for this offensive line, I think. Yeah. Right, and I mean, him being called a tackle is just perfect. Six seven. Six seven three eleven. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's like, a both big these boy. Guys can add some weight. Yeah. Just for muscle. Yeah. I mean, that's that. I mean, it's hard enough to get around six five, six seven, three hundred pound men without them blocking, let alone with them blocking, right? right. So. Yeah, it's going to be a little harder for, for the uh, defenses to get to Mr. Palmer. Moving on from Mr. Holden, we move on to T.J. Logan, running back out of North Carolina, Mr. Tar Heel. Round five, pick 36. This pick, excuse me, is a backup <laughs> running back pick and a special teams role pickup. With the Cardinals and Chris Johnson going separate ways, they decided to draft a young back that, uh, you know, I mean, he's, a, he's pretty much just going to back up David Johnson, right? Um, Logan was a productive player for the Tar Heels, uh, rushing 120 times, 675 yards for an average of 5.6 yards a carry. Not bad. Oh, don't forget the seven touchdowns. He also was able to make an impact in receiving as well, 21 catches for 690 yards and three touchdowns, and was also able to score twice on kick returns. Something to watch out for is his fumbling. His fumble rate over the past two years is once every 37 carries. Ooh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to tell you right now, you fumble football, <laughs> my goodness, you'll play. Uh, I don't like this pick. I, I value ball security in my running backs and durability. Mm-hmm. And Logan, to me, doesn't seem like a durable back, but he also fumbles the ball. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. Especially I mean, with a team that can't hang on to the ball enough as it is. Right. And I look at his stats, and I'm kind of underwhelmed by him. But yeah. I also have to think NC was probably behind a lot and had to use a certain quarterback to. But the Bears him. drafted, yeah, Mr. Trubisky. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this pick, I, I guess it's okay. I'm not. I'm really not here to either it's here exactly or there. Like yeah, said, it's a backup. Yeah, it's a backup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So moving on from Mr. Logan, we don't have much to say about you, Mr. Logan. Not that we don't like you, but not a lot to talk about. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Ford, safety out of Auburn, round six, pick 24. Another safety pick for the Cardinals in this draft. And, boy, that height looks familiar. To be quite clear and honest, this pick is depth as of right now. With the more than likely outcome of uh, the two starting safety spots being there, uh, Honey Badger and Buda Baker or one of their veteran guys at safety, which would be um, Antoine Bethay or uh, Tyvon Branch. Branch is still playing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Coming out of high school, Ford was a running back and had six carries for the Tigers that year. Um, but Auburn coaching staff decided to move him on the other side of the ball in that same year um, as, as safety. Um, he started at safety in 2014, leading the Tigers with 93 stops, two and a half tackles for a loss, and also had three interceptions and one forced fumble. I mean, that's not bad for your first year starting. Um, the next year, 2015, coaches decided to move him between nickel and safety, and yet again, Led the Tigers in tackles, getting 118, three and a half for a loss, and two picks, and two forced fumbles. Coaches kept Ford at the nickel his senior year, and he didn't make as much of a production splash. Um, but uh, for the 2016 season, he had 59 tackles, five and a half for a loss, and did have seven pass breakups. Again, more than likely, this is just a depth pick, but he could still 
uh, make practice squad, uh, be able to make the roster, you know, as a backup. Right. You know, there's a couple spots for him to show up there. I mean, if Tyvon Branch and Antoine Bethea just start showing it anymore, this kid could be a decent backup. I mean, he had a little pretty good production, especially for a six-round pick. You can always use more guys in special. Yeah, I mean, really. So, again, I like that pick. I mean, that was probably, you know, not, again, not a bad pick at all for round six. No, not um, at all. No. Cardinals draft grade, won't say it just yet. Got to give our synopsis here. I think they could have capitalized more with certain picks, particularly the third-round pick. There were other prospects available that I would have much rather have seen than Chad Williams, like uh, Amar, Amara Darbo from Michigan or Dede Westbrook out of Oklahoma, who was drafted in round four. Uh, I know Austin Austin also brought up Malone. Yep. Josh Malone yep. on that list. Um, and he had uh, – Westbrook had off-the-field issues uh, like Williams, but – he had much more production. Or how about Josh Reynolds out of Texas A&M or a red zone guy like Josh Malone from Tennessee? I would have also liked to have seen them address their cornerback issue, not, you know, not saying they have one um, or don't have a stud in Patrick Peterson. Um, They do have, you know, he is a stud. But they definitely would need to get a nice complimentary piece at that position. Um, Another position they needed to address, but I wasn't nearly concerned about it, was the quarterback. We mentioned earlier Palmer is not getting any younger, and if the Cardinals would have planned for the quarterback position like they did with their other positions, they may be, you know, they may be sitting a little prettier um, than what, where they are right now. Um, it's still a solid draft, but I think it could have been better. I gave them a B. Uh, I'm only going to go B-plus because of the O-line, drafting mm-hmm. solid guys later yeah. than what they were projected. Um my only thoughts is, like you said, the quarterback, yep. they didn't address it. I think what they're really planning is once Carson shows more age. Yeah. So, say, like, game six this year, he's just falling apart. Right. Because he's been hit so much. He's got it out of Then the they'll address it next year in that draft. Yeah, I mean, I could see that as well. The only thing is, is, again, you choose a wide receiver with a bad off-the-field issues, not as much productivity as some of these other guys that were selected. And again, I to me, cornerback was definitely an issue that didn't get addressed. I, yeah, uh, I'm going to give him a B minus. Uh, and the reason I'm going to give him a B minus is I really like what they did on the offensive line, but I feel like um, that one they didn't get enough out of receiver. I'm not impressed with this receiver pick. Uh, you know, Carson Palmer, yeah, he's got Fitzgerald, but. He needs more weapons. Yeah. Uh, we talk about protection. Yeah, I like the I like the protection shape, but you're not you need more weapons in in a division with such high high octane offenses you know, being run by Russell West Russell Wilson mm-hmm. uh, guys that guys like that that can win you football games late in the game because they have the stud receivers to get big time catches late in the game. Uh, I feel like the Cardinals lack that still. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, and again. Um, it's, when I give them a B, it's not saying that they're bad. It's just, to me, they could have been passing. better. Yeah, it's still a passing <laughs> and, and, I mean, honestly, I, I really think that, you know, honestly, I would have I would have liked to have seen them pick up Ross right. Reynolds at that thing. Just one last thing on the whole quarterback thing. Go ahead. Austin brought up who's their starting quarterback if Palmer decides to retire after this year. So I pulled up their depth chart. Right now they have Drew Stanton. And uh, they just got Blaine Gabbert. Right. Blaine Gabbert. And they did pick up Trevor Knight. Yep. So And Trevor Knight's not bad. No. But he's not. It, it'd be between Drew Stanton and uh, Blaine Gabbert. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I'm trying to think. Uh, 
you know, there's also free agents out there. That's true. I, you know, again, I would, if Palmer just doesn't have it left in the tank, you know, like you said, week six, he just goes out, you know, he's done. Um, I would like to see them draft a quarterback next year. Um, there's a certain kid. We won't, again, we're not going to get into college football a whole lot. This is NFL talk, but there's a certain kid in USC over in USC that's coming out, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, could, who could be pretty nice. So, again, there's, there's going to be guys available. Blaine Gabbert just hasn't wowed me uh, since he's been in the league. Uh, Stanton did okay uh, when he had a fill-in last year for Palmer. He did okay. Um, in, in Gabbert's defense, honestly, he's never played for a team that's really given him that's much true. protection. That's and true. he's never really had that many weapons that were reliable weapons. Right, because for the Jaguars, yeah. the weapons came after. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Uh, so. so, and then he went to the Niners, and, and and we all know how that went. So. Yeah, it didn't go very well for him. That's for sure. Um, all right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. A couple minutes here. Um, we'll be back with you here after the break. We'll be live on Facebook. Though. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to do that. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop 
in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. Welcome back, guys. Straight Football Talk. Sorry, Big V. Um, Back from our commercial break here. Going to be talking to Rashawn Sly uh, here in about, I think he said about five, ten minutes. So, going to wait for him here. While we're waiting on him, I think we're going to go ahead and move on to the Philadelphia Eagles draft recap. Um, So, let's go ahead and get started. If he calls in, um, we'll just have to go ahead and keep an eye on it. if he does call in, then we will move on to that and take his interview. So, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles draft recap. Derek Barnett, defensive end out of Tennessee, round one, pick 14. For those of you that may not have been an Oregon player? No. For those of you that may not have been paying attention to the Eagles offseason, the Eagles have been busy. Busy little birds. Very busy. Very busy. They have added quite a few new pieces to their puzzle in free agency. Some of the new, uh, newly acquired free agents include D-line pickups. So why draft a D-lineman when, you already have a, uh, when you've already acquired some? We have said it on this podcast several times. We're going to say it again. You can never have too many pass rushers, but there is another reason. For instance, they got Chris Long in free agency. He is not going to be an every-down guy. Um, he's a <clears> – excuse me um, – He's getting up there in age, and the Eagles will use him, um, but it will be for, you know, as a rotational player. Um, leadership yeah, ex- exactly. Um, in comes newly drafted first-rounder for the Eagles. Not only will Barnett learn from these savvy veterans, but he will also get plenty of playing time and having guys rotate throughout the game, um, and that just keeps the players from getting fatigued, um, not to mention um, – you look at the Eagles' division, arguably one of the most competitive in the NFL right now, um, and the Eagles' D-line will have the task of getting after the likes of Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins. Um, Bennett is a very productive three-year player out of Tennessee, and the Eagles are planning on using that production to keep this stout defense producing. Right, and I mean, getting him as I won't say depth player because he's a first-round pick, right. but just adding – the depth, it would all, it just all benefits their defense at rushing. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. I really like this pickup, honestly. Um, I think, again, you said it best, Ted, you really can't have enough pass rushers. And, I mean, this is, uh, this division in particular is just absolutely a nightmare for defensive line. Yep. Uh, With with Dak Prescott, we saw his mobility. We saw Kirk Cousins' mobility. Uh, You know, I I don't know who about how well, far I'm willing to jump out on Eli Manning. But, uh, but Eli's Prescott, still a good quarterback. I mean, he, well, when let's, let's, not, let's, not, get, let's not get crazy. Uh, <laughs> but Dak, but Dak, and, uh, Dak and, and Kirk are certainly uh, going to be a handful. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that definitely helps them out. Uh, moving on from Mr. Barnett. Well, we could also say there'll be a handful for years to come. Where yeah. Eli might not yeah. yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, and I'm not really sure uh, how much production quality-wise that Eli's got in. <laughs> so moving on, yes. Mr. Sidney Jones, quarterback out of Washington, round two, pick 11. Uh, Mr. Jones. Jones is one of the many players in the NFL, riddled talent Huskies defense that was drafted. Yes, that defense was 
full of NFL talent. Not only was he the best player on that Huskies defense, but the best at his position uh, position coming into the draft. Wait for it. Well, that was until he tore his Achilles tendon at his pro day. That in, the injury recovery is a process, but the Eagles have no plan in rushing him back, which is a good thing, because they wanted uh, the stud cornerback uh, that was making plays for the Huskies to be in full form for themselves. Jones is the kind of quarterback that kept quarterbacks, cornerback that kept quarterbacks up at night, um, the night before on game day on Saturday. Um, and if he heals properly and can get back to his old self, then we should see the lockdown corner that made plays on Saturday make plays on Sunday. Now, something the Eagles will have to work on with them is beefing him up, um, particularly his upper body. Um, he has a slender frame, and the more physical receivers um, that he will be playing against when, when he's back, like Des Bryant, Odo Beckham Jr., um, they're going to have his way with him if he can't add some muscle and build up. Um, please, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back and look at the footage of uh, Sidney Jones playing against uh, Juju uh, Shuster-Smith um, out of press coverage. Uh, it ain't pretty. He gets manhandled a lot. I was about to say, did you use that example because it's your Steelers? Player? I did not. <laughs> I did not. It was, the, it was one of the – I, I know they played yeah, each other. Yeah, um, Juju was also one of the bigger receivers um, that Sidney Jones played against right. too, so – yeah, I would. And you always hate to hear uh, about an injury. Yes. At any time, but especially, especially at the pro day. Yeah. Before right. you're even in the draft yet. Uh, so I definitely want to wish Sidney Jones a speedy recovery on Best that. Best of luck. Best yeah. of luck, man. Sorry to hear that. Um, and I, I think the reason yeah. he did get injured is exactly what you said. He needs to be up. He needs yeah. to get more muscle. Yeah. He's a, he's a slender guy. Yeah. Talent, very talented court. Don't get me wrong. He, that kid can play. But he needs to beef up a bit. These NFL uh, wide receivers, <laughs> they're not going to play around, that's for sure. Right. Um, so moving on from Mr. Sidney Jones, Raul. 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 I actually really like this pick. I've <laughs> been able to see him play yeah. in the Big 12. Yeah. I'm actually pretty impressed with this guy. He's yeah. really good in coverage. He's really big, too. Really big guy. Raul. Raul. Douglas. Sorry. Cornerback out of West Virginia. Round three, pick 35. All right, the Eagles doubling down on the cornerback position in the first three rounds. Makes a lot of sense when you look at the Eagles losing both their top cornerbacks, Leotis McKelvin and Nolan Carroll. Something that stands out to me with Douglas is his 6'2", 209 uh, pound size. He's a big guy. He's a big cornerback. He's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, a big man. Jim Schwartz got his kind of quarterback in Douglas and will want to get him out in the field immediately. Douglas is definitely a coverage cornerback. Uh, it has the awareness and coverage. I also like the, uh, his interception ability, which he had eight last season, just the season alone, yeah. uh, which tied the nation for the most. Uh, something that is concerning is his speed. Wideouts that are burners are quick-footed. Uh, could have their way with Douglas. Um, it will be interesting to see how the Eagles use him and what situations they're going to start using him on. And he played in that lovely, speedy division of the yeah. Big 12, so – you know, I yeah. actually don't think the speed is as much of a concern because he's been going up against speedy receivers. Yeah, but these are the best career. athletes in the world. Well, that may be true, but, you know, they one time were college athletes. They were. Well, and something great to talk about about him is 
you can't really teach interception. You can't. No. That's ability. a lot of timing. His yeah. coverage awareness is phenomenal. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he, he may not be – as long as he's in coverage and sitting back, he doesn't need that quote-unquote speed. He doesn't need it. He does. But he needs a little bit of speed to get to those guys. And, right. and ball hawk. What, I, what I really like about him is he is a great – and and I'll I'll say this you know I kind of hate using this word but he's a great cookie cutter uh, scheme sort of guy he fits very well in the defensive schemes mm-hmm. and Jim Sports is really gonna like fitting him into his scheme in particular and, I think he can thrive and Austin Thomas just uh, awesome Austin Thomas just put on our comments there um, he's already making headlines already made the starting lineup for the Eagles which makes sense they lost their two starting guys he's a stud he's a ball hockey corner again he's six two. I, I just don't think he's going to be their man guy. He's going to be a coverage corner, that's for sure. He, he will be a coverage corner most likely, but I think he's got great potential. He's oh, yeah, I, I agree. All hopping threat. Yeah, I agree. Defense. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be really yeah, good. And Austin just said his press coverage is good enough that he doesn't need top ends. <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think he can, I think he can definitely uh, – he definitely needs to uh, – Get in the gym, start working out, try to get a little bit faster. But which they will. Jim Schwartz will have him ready to rock. But uh, that being said, you cannot teach that killer instinct of timing. Exactly. With and to get him, he and, has got it. And to get him, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in round three um, is even better. That kind of production, okay. yeah, that just makes it that much yeah, sweeter. Harder in round three, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, moving on, this next pick, um, I won't say anything. Mac. Collins, wide receiver, wide receiver out of North oh. Carolina. Won't say anything just yet. Okay. We'll wait. Round four, pick 12. We will talk about it, or we talk about it all the time um, with all positions. But the Eagles are going to love this prospect's size and speed. Standing at 6'4", 221 pounds, and running a 4-5-3. That's pretty good. For, for a tall for boy like guy. that, yeah. yeah. For a big guy like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That could be a difference maker um, yeah. in this Eagles offense, although – uh, that could be a while for him to become a starter. Having to compete with the likes of Alshon Jeffrey, um, Jordan Matthews, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Doral Green Beckham, um, something that doesn't bode well for the Eagles or Hollins in, in that every season uh, Hollins has played college ball, he has played less than 50% of off- offensive snaps. Not to mention he never was able to produce more than 35 catches in a single season. Part of the reason that he couldn't go off during his senior season is that he ended up with a collarbone injury that required surgery, giving him 16 catches, 309 yards, and four touchdowns last season. Yeah, that will definitely – That'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, receivers take a lot of hits <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, the only person that, you know, you don't want to get hit like that more is your quarterback. Uh, but receivers and running backs tend to take the hardest hits. Oh, yeah, take the especially most over hits. the middle for the wide receivers. Uh, so – that doesn't bode well for Matt Collins. Um, my and, and the thing is too, I, I I would like this pick a lot more. Again, the the Eagles could have picked another guy for wide receiver. Again, it's that it's that m- mentality that I've got here. There were there were other guys. Again, Josh Malone was one guy. Um, but again, he gets hurt. He's six four. The size is great. It, it just I hate the thought of. Guys coming in here and getting hurt, you know what and, I mean? And, the, and, you know, a collarbone, that's, that's serious. That's, that, that that's a serious injury. So, with that being said, we're going to pause on the Philadelphia Eagles draft recap. And guess what, guys? We have Rashawn Sly on the phone. One second. Oh, this is Straight Football Talk. You were talking with Teddy the Bear Tate, Super Mike. Is this Rashawn Sly? 
Yes, it is. How you guys doing? Doing good. How about you, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Happy Father's Day, man. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you. And we have a special guest here, uh, Dallas Duke Club, Big D here. I ain't a special um, guest. He's a special <laughs> guest. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but how's everything going for you, Rashawn? It's going good. You know, just taking everything day by day and, you know, trying to get better, trying to work through the process and, and also enjoying it at the moment. So, you know, I'm just enjoying myself. How about you guys? We're we're doing pretty good, enjoying our Father's Day. Nice talk, you know, talking on Sunday. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so if you don't mind, you want to go ahead and get started, ask you some questions here. Yeah, absolutely, have some fun. Awesome, awesome. All right. So first off, the bear would like to ask you, what happened at Temple? Um, I know I went to look you up, try to see what your stats were, um, and didn't see you on a roster for Temple. Yeah, yeah. I missed my last two years of eligibility due to transfer. Uh, transferred to Temple 2014, uh, fall. Uh, knew I was going to play my junior year, work with the coaches or work with some of the coaches to try to, you know, figure out a way to so I can practice throughout that process. Um, but because of the degree program I was in, it didn't match up with uh, with the practice schedule. So I focused on training by myself and, and try my best to focus on school. And which in the time I was also homeless, so it was hard to, to maintain a a positive uh, or, or consistent uh, successful GPA. Um, went into yeah. the spring because the GPA struggles. I didn't compete in spring practice either. Um, and at the time, I was able to move in with one of my college professors. Um, and then things got a little bit more stable. Uh, ended up getting a really good internship in Jersey, and, and things were looking up. Uh, I was at a sport training facility, so I was actually to get, you know, elite training and get, get myself ready for the senior season that I thought I was going to have. And, and as, as time progressed and, you know, the day before training camp, I was told that I couldn't play in, in my senior season as well. So, um, you know, due to due to my many transfers and kind of transferring three or four times in my college career. So it was tough, you know, and, and that's kind of why no one saw me on the roster or that's why, you know, I didn't suit up because every time I went to go suit up, another form of uh, some sort of adversity or, or block kind of happened. So when I wanted to suit up in the spring, I couldn't because of some of my external issues and then, uh, when I was ready to suit up in the fall of my senior year, I couldn't do that because of the transfer rules and things that rules that I didn't even hear of. So it was very interesting, a very interesting journey. And and but you know I'm still in now with the temple. Uh, you know still want to dedicate myself uh, to the game to the gym. It just didn't happen that way. So yeah, it sounds like quite a few setbacks there. Um, but yeah, it is what it they is. always say God has um, God has a mysterious way of making things work out. Absolutely. You got to go through what you need to go through. It's part of the journey. Absolutely. Um, the next question here, wanting, are you wanting to join just the Eagles or would it just be any NFL team? I know, I know you're from Philly um, and obviously it'd be a, a huge dream come true to be uh, on the Eagles roster, but would you also Absolutely. be uh, interested in joining on the, on the NFL team? Absolutely. I mean, one, peop- one, one fact about me, people don't realize is that last year I competed in pro day. Um, not not full pro. I just ran my forty yard dash twice. wasn't able to catch the ball or nothing like that. But uh, after pro day, I went around to four NFL teams and, and just gave them my bio. Gave them my. I didn't do what I did with the Eagles, but I gave them my bio. I gave them like my highlights. So you know, I mean, I mean the dream. It'd be a dream come true on many levels to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I grew up loving the team. Um, it's my it's my hometown team. But you know, in reality, you know, I can't. You know, if, if there's another plan for me to be somewhere else. 
and someone else presents the opportunity, you know, I'm not going to say no. Um, that'd just be stupid on so many levels. So, um, you know, it, it's a dream come true. But in the end, you know, I'm gonna go where the opportunity presents itself. If it's an actual, if it's an actual opportunity. You know, I gotta watch some of your um, footage with the Philadelphia Soul. Um, and yep. you, you look really good out there. You ran your outs real nice. Your footwork looked good. Um, I appreciate that. What, what? Yeah, not a problem. Um, what was the, I guess, reaction or the. You know how were how was the staff? T- you know how were they uh, talking to you about that? You know, um, to be honest, it, it was really no one was really talking to me throughout the entire workout. I mean, I tried my best to implement myself with some of the staff. Some of the players were very open and and very chill with me, but the staff really didn't engage me that well or or or, or, or that much. Um, you know, when I made good plays, they they said it. Um, but I think the general everyone knew going into it that I've never played the game of arena. Um, it was going to be an adjustment. On top of that, I haven't played football with equipment on in well over a couple of years. So, they, you know, right. I, I feel like I adjusted well to it. Um, for someone coming off the couch, um, you know, I competed well and made it tough for a lot of the D-backs. And, you know, it was a, it was a fun time. Uh, they decided not to pick me up because of that inexperience, which is I didn't think that would be held against me. So that was kind of tough for me to hear just because I thought going into it, we all knew that, you know, he doesn't have this experience. And I, I just feel like if you're going to give me the opportunity, you know, if you're going to want me to play. You know, if you want someone, you'll mold them or whatever the case is. But, like you said, everything happens for a reason and things happen in their own way. So, um, but it was a fun That's day. Right. I, me personally, looking at the film, um, there's no way I shouldn't be uh, on a Souls roster or any, or any roster for that matter. If I just, like I said, if I just got up pretty much from the Nurkic complex the day before and competed the next day the way I did, you know, I feel pretty confident on my chances moving forward if I can keep at it and keep my head down and stay positive. And it's tough. You know, it's tough when you constantly oh, yeah. deal with different adversities or you keep hearing no and keep hearing no. And, but, you know, in the end, I'm a tough kid, uh, and hopefully I can, like I said, find a way to stay positive and, and get that opportunity that I've been looking for. Well, like, again, like ACD says, best, it's a long way to the top. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big D wants to ask you this next question, if that's okay, Rashawn. Absolutely. Hey, Rashawn, listen – I'm a big student of history, um, and I gotta, I gotta ask you: Do you get the hometown feel? How do you feel about give, people giving you the Vince Papali comparison? I know you're, you're, you're Philly, you're Philly home boy here. You're, you're from Philly. Uh, Vince Papali, similar situation, walk on, makes yeah. the team, becomes becomes part of Philadelphia history. And there's one thing that yeah. I love about the Philadelphia Eagles: they have a rich history in football. Oh, yeah. How do you feel Absolutely. about that? Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm honestly honored, um, very honored uh, when I go on social media and I see all the support from the Eagles fans and everyone, and I see Vince Papali 2.0, a fan made an invincible cover with with my picture on it. Um, it it's just been nuts. Uh, but I do have to remind people that Vince Papali did one thing that I haven't been able to do yet, and that's make the team. Um, you know, granted, the opportunity was given to him. You know, the Eagles gave him an open trial. He was able to get a tryout. Um, an actual tryout, um, but he he was able to make that level of achievement. So I try not to get so caught up in the comparison because I haven't done what he's done yet. Um, and when I'm able to do what he's done, um, and hopefully I'm in, I am able to do what he's done, then I think I'll be a little bit more welcoming to the whole comparison. And hopefully I can do something else that, that, that Philly fans haven't seen before or help do something that Philly fans haven't seen before. And that's hopefully, you know, bring the Super Bowl to the city. So I have big dreams, and, and, I, and I've been thinking about that nonstop since this process has begun. Um, the whole Mr. Pauly thing, me making a team, and me hopefully leading this team to 
some sort of Super Bowl berth and maybe even victory. I mean, there's so many, so much talent on the team already that it's, there's no reason why the yeah. team can't win a Super Bowl. But maybe, maybe like adding me to the mix and, and having my story on the mix and that motivational, inspirational concept could help add a little bit of more fire to to some of the rest of the players. So, you know, that's a talented team, yeah. and it's going to be tough to make in any in any sense. Um, you know, without Sean Torrey and all those guys kind of competing, the Aguilar is lighting it up this Absolutely. spring. Um, so it is, you know, but it's you know, no no sacrifice, no victory, and you got to be able to compete, and that's all I really want to do. So I love the comparison, but I got to be able to do what he's done. That's that's very true. I like how you're keeping that keeping it real. I mean, in all honesty, that's that's Absolutely. keeping it real right there. Um, Thank you. Next question. Um, growing up as an Eagles fan, who was your favorite Eagle growing up? Oh, my favorite Eagle is Donovan McNabb, man. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Donovan McNabb. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. I, my McNab- McNasty was my boy. I, uh, you know, I, I, I really respect the guy. I don't know. Uh, he was boo coming out. You know, Eagles fans are rough. You know, when he ended up kind of turning around for a couple of years and, and, had, and gave us some successes. And I really want him to win that Super Bowl. Couldn't get it done, but I, I was a huge McNabb fan. I mean, dogs are too. I mean, we had, we had some good players, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. I was expecting you to say that or, like, uh, you know, Brian Westbrook or, you know, it, there's a lot of talent on those teams. And I, and yeah. I was interested to see what, what guy you were going to pick. Um, well, when I was younger, I played quarterback too, so I think I just generally resonated with him because of that. It, I mean, I love Westbrook just like any other kid. I love I love Brian Dawkins just like anyone, any other human being that was a Eagles <laughs> fan. Uh, uh, but because quarterback was my position, I think I just resonated with McNabb a little bit more. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And again, even not even an Eagles fan, you could still be a fan of Dawkins and Westbrook and those guys. You know, I mean, you really could. Oh, They're all great. You have to respect what they did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Westbrook did yeah. man save the season for us one year, <laughs> single-handedly. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Um, if you if you do make the Eagles or or any NFL team for that matter, um, mm-hmm. what would be your goal for yourself? Um, you 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 voiced what you would what your goals would be for the team. You know, like you said. Uh, making a team and then you know, people doing what you can to help yourself. Yeah. Um. I mean, for me, it'd be a day-to-day thing. I mean, first and foremost, I would come in with an automatic, you know, eye or target on my back because of everything I did to get the opportunity. I, I went the the untraditional route. Um. So there'd be a lot of I put a lot of pressure on myself, but just try to get better every day. You know, I'm a student of the game first and foremost, and, and how I prepare myself and I prepare my body. I, I hold dear, so. You know, keeping my mind and my body intact is going to be an everyday thing for me. But just trying to every day to get better. You know, try to learn from the, the leaders on the team and, and try not to uh, overstep my boundaries. Um, and just try to get better. Um, being a good face for the team. I mean, first and foremost, that's what I want to be. You know, a good face for the team and, and a good person to represent the organization on a day-to-day basis in the community and, and, and with, with the youth. And, and then from there, I mean, even if, even if that's just my limit. You know, and I, and I get no greater than a practice player or someone who just represents the organization uh, in a positive way. I'm happy, but you know, I'm I'm too much of a competitor not to go at it every day and try to get better and move up the roster. So, you know, in the end, mentally, obviously, I want one day to be a a, a useful tool in the system and be a well-known player, like I said, for the city and in the league. But you know, it's a day-to-day thing. So I just want to keep Absolutely. getting better every day. Yeah. So, one of the probably the last. Don't want to keep you too long. Um, who do you compare yourself to? Um, who do you compare yourself to as far as games? Just overall, really. 
Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I got to give my comparison to Anquan Bolden, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not that tall. Good. I'm about six one in stature. I'm bulky. You know, I like to. I like. I'm real physical. I like to get after it. Oh um, yeah. You know, uh, especially when I get uh, a little bit more comfortable, I love to get after it, and, and I have great hands. I love to catch in traffic. I love making difficult catches, and you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna beat you with my speed. You know, and that's why that was the whole thing about me actually getting an opportunity, because I'm one of those football players. I'm not going to beat you with my speed. I'm going to I'm going to strategically break you down and and, and physically beat you down all game, and I'm and I'm I'll thank you and, I, and I'm a, I'm manipulate you with route running and and, and 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 you know consistent catching. So, and that's called that's all I wanted to show NFL scouts. You know, like yeah, you got great athletes out there. A lot of great guys run four fours and four fives. But you know what? You got right. I'm a student of the game, and like I said, I'm gonna strategically break you down all game and physically beat you down all game. And and my goal is to make consistent catches and be a good third down threat and a good third down converter. So I feel like that's what Anquan Bolden has become, and that's what he had always been. And I, that's why I compare my game to the most. I, I think that's a great comparison, and uh, you know, I, I honestly couldn't agree more. You, I, was it the forty yard dash you ran a four four seven? Right. Four four seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that I trained hard as hell for that one. Like that's not even like Jesus Christ. I lost like ten pounds. Wow. Um, yeah, I so, that. I mean, I mean that's that's still that's still pretty quick though. I mean, it's not you know John Ross speed, but that's still pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, it's not slow. I always tell people that like I can get busy if I need to. Like don't think I won't right. do it. But if, if you need me to get deep, I will, and I can. But uh, I, I like to stay between the yard, of, the line of scrimmage, and twenty yards. That's where I'm most comfortable at. And again, I watched the, the again the video of you know you doing the routes and everything, going through the drills, um, and you you yep. saying you, you're going to fight for the ball and you know be precise and competitive. It, it showed you know you you were willing to bump you know bump up against the the DB or the, whoever was covering you and get after that ball. You know. Oh yeah, I'm real physical. I, I've always been that way. And when it comes to I don't shy away from physicality. I think I heard you guys talking on the show earlier about receivers taking a lot of hits and and whatnot. And for me, I, yeah. I'm I'm not a big I'm a take the hit type of person. I'm gonna go give it to you um, because I want you to know. You know, I mean, I'm not a small I'm not a small guy. I'm about two twenty, two twenty five, at six one, you know, right. six one, six foot. So I'm a stocky person. You know, so I don't want right. you to think that you're just gonna beat on me all game. You know, so um, and I think with D backs, you got to get your body on if you're big because I'm not. I'm not tall, so I gotta find a way to create that separation. I gotta create enough space so I can make a make make a play on the ball. So, you know, I appreciate you watching the film and seeing it. I really do. Yeah, um, and, I, and I, yeah, I was, we were friends on Facebook. Uh, I know. What did I just send him a LinkedIn yeah. request? Uh, <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> haven't sent me a request. To uh, LinkedIn. Um, I gotta ask you one thing though before I let you go, and and it's absolutely okay. Um, I need a huge favor from you. No. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> These guys don't even know what I'm about to ask you. So, what I what I would like from you is if you you know I I, I love your story. I love I'm rooting for you 110. Uh, percent I'd love yep. to have to be able to get a hold of a uh, Rashawn Slide jersey and be able to hang it up behind us uh, when we go on live and uh, everything. I, I would love that. I would love that. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I got high school jerseys right now, and if you if you want those jerseys, but uh, no, absolutely. You know, if, if it came down to to that, you can always get a jersey for me at least. You know what I mean? I appreciate you guys helping me and getting my story out there. It means a lot uh, having me on the show. Oh so, yeah, no problem. Yeah, 
we've been sharing and liking and everything we can oh, yeah. because again, you know, we want you to get your shot. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I've got your cell phone number as well. You know, I'm sure you and yep. I will stay in touch. Um, you said you had one more question. To get. Yeah, I, I, got, I got two two questions for him. First off, okay. Sean, I don't know if you know, but the station that we're broadcasting with actually broadcasts out of Philadelphia. Uh, out of Philly. Yep. And I just want to ask you right now, if there's any Philadelphia personnel right now listening, right now Eagles personnel of any kind listening, what do you want to say to them? Because you never know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I would. I would really say this. I mean, give me a shot, man. Like, I mean, I don't know how else I can plead and and beg and cry. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think anyone. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people want it bad, but you know, I I, I, I need this. You know what I mean? And, and I would dedicate everything I have to the organization on and off the field. And and I think, and that's not even you know, some athletes do it because the contract says they have to do it. I do it because it's my city. And I want nothing but the best for for the organization and the city. So, for me, like, I'm in it. And I just want you guys to give me an opportunity. You know, not a sole opportunity. Not an arena team. Look, bring me in and watch me catch the ball. Watch me compete. And, and tell me I'm not tell – tell me I'm not good. And if you could do that, if you actually could look at me after that, I swear I'll never show up at a Nova Care Complex again. But in my heart, I know that won't be the case. So, <laughs> I would say that. And uh, one more thing. I want uh, I want to personally – just I, I, I want to say, just like these guys, I am really in just all of your story. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'd like to invite you to come on my show as well. I'd like to give you more airtime. I'd like to get your story out there some more. And I think I'd like to have you come on my show uh, with the same station and talk a little bit about your story and talk a little bit about some Eagles history if, you, if you'd be up for that. Oh, I would love I think, that. Please, let me know. We could uh, we could definitely do with getting your story out there a little bit more, man. It, uh, you know, I think about guys that have done this in the past. I we were just talking about this before we had you on. I brought up the uh, the comparison of Yogi Ferrell. I don't know if you yeah. watched the NBA, but Yogi Ferrell came in, uh, wor- worked out on the practice squad, uh, got lucky enough that there was an injury, uh, got a 10-day contract, came in, scored 40 points, That's got a got deal. a contract, got a two-year deal. Yeah. Um, when I think about that and I think about your situation, I think about the passion that you have for the game. And for the city of Philadelphia. For the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. And I think about what would you do with your shot, man? Absolutely. What would you do I appreciate that. with your shot? Oh, yeah, um, man. I mean, Rashawn, I, I like that, yeah. Um, definitely glad having you on here. We definitely want you back on here. Um, I know you're a busy man with the Philadelphia Soul right now. Uh, again, trying to get your name out there best way you can is by showing them what you got. Um, yeah, I'm sure he still has it up there. But again, um, we'd love to have you back on here, and I'm sure we'll stay in touch. And we want to thank you for straight for being on here. I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, please, I, I can't wait to come back. Hopefully, I got good news when I do. Yes, absolutely. Take care, Rashawn. Go for it, man. All right, boys. Thank good you, luck. guys. I appreciate right. you. Yep. Take care. Bye. Yeah, it's really awesome having him on, man. Yep. There we go. All right, guys. Back on the radio here. We're still on the radio, but um, there we go. Now we got the interview with Rashawn Sly. Again, social media sensation, standing out in front of Philadelphia Eagles facility, trying to get his shot with the Eagles, trying to make a name for himself um, in the NFL. We are beyond thrilled to have him on here. Um, again, I can't wait to have him back on here. He's a great guy. Um, 
and a great story, to be honest. And honestly, guys, uh, I just had uh, Mike over here share that uh, story that mm-hmm. Austin wrote on my page. If you guys see that story circulating on, on any of our Facebook walls, just share it, share it yeah. man. Get it out there. Um, you know, it's not, you know, we, we hear about people <clears throat> giving it all they got. This is this is real American dream stuff right here. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, this this guy seems like a worker. He's, he's putting in the effort. He's putting in the time. Uh, you know, let's let's do our best to give this guy the shot that he's been trying to get. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's really, it really is a, a, a deja vu, if you will, of, of the movie Invincible. It really this, is. This is this is some Vince Papali stuff yeah. right here. And you know, I I really appreciated the humility uh, with which Rashawn spoke with about not being in the same in the same real conversation. But I disagree. Uh, with that, because I think he is in that conversation. With yeah. the effort that he's put in, yeah. he's in a very similar situation. Vince Papali was a hometown boy. He he came up from nothing, just like just Rashawn like is. Yep. Uh, if you don't think that it can happen, it can. All it takes is the right person listening. This is how we got on the air. Yep. Right. The will to do it. The have it, I mean, really, the cojones to go after it. You know what I mean? And it he, takes a lot of guts to drive. I yeah. Mean, so I, I mean, guys. All I would say is, you know, keep sharing that. Keep sharing that story, man. Let's let's all hope for the best for him because, yeah. honestly, anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> um, again, thanks to Rashawn. We're going to move on with the Philadelphia Eagles draft recap. Okay, so last we talked was over Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins, yeah. Yes. Round four. Yes, round four. Um, being somewhat injury prone. Right. Um, so we're going to move on from Mr. Holland. Uh, who isn't injury prone? <laughs> who, who, yeah, who, who is injury prone? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know who isn't injury prone? That's a wide receiver. I know, right? Rashawn Sly. So listen here, listen here, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> you stop going after these injury prone receivers. You know, we got a what, what was that? What was that weight on him? Huh? He's I know he's six one. He's tall enough to catch about two seventeen. Yeah, about two seventeen. Yeah, he's he's six one, two seventeen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. uh Good size. He's pretty good size. Put him in the slot. Come on, Philly. Yep. Uh, I'm sure if they put him on special teams, he'll hit hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'll hit just about anybody he tells him to. Uh, <laughs> um, next pick for the Philadelphia Eagles, in round, uh, still in round four, actually, uh, Danell Humphrey, running back out of San Diego State, round oh, four, okay. pick 26. You guys haven't heard about this kid. You really need to look, it up, look him up. I love the game. <laughs> Here we go again, talking about size. Standing at 5'8", 176 pounds, Humphrey is off to Philly, where it seems like he is looking into a mirror at times when he's um, when he sees veteran running back Darren Sproles. I mean, it's almost identical. Um, these two are almost the same size. Sproles standing at 5'6", 190. It's literally almost identical. It's, that's crazy to think about. Uh, and I'm sure this pickup may have done some Philly fans uh, a little bit of a scratch of the head, maybe. Um, but it makes a ton of sense when you first think uh, or first look at the season Donnell had um, college football's leading rusher mm-hmm. um, for 2,133 yards on top of that, Sproles being 33 and is on a contract year. In other words, he was on his last year of his contract, and being 33 isn't helping him either. So if the Eagles do decide to move on um, from their veteran scat back, they will have another shiny new Got back to replace him with. And what better player to learn from than Darren Sproles 
of the same play style as yourself. Exactly. I mean, I actually really like this pickup. Yep. I, I really do. I think that's a, that's a solid pickup. It is. I, 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 I have no criticism for it. <laughs> well, and I mean, when you rush for 2,133 yards. Right. Well, and, you know, not just that, but, uh, you know, he's, 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 got a lot, he's got a little bit of speed. Yeah, and, I mean, they got their bruiser with LeGarrette Blount, yeah. right? Um, they got the bruising almost every down back. He's, you know, Donnell Humphrey is going to be on special teams. He's going to be on um, probably passing downs, maybe a couple a couple options like that for, for himself. Again, it's not a bad pickup. And, again, it's round four. It's a second or fourth round pick. It's not a bad pickup at all. No, I like no, it. No, not at all. Um, moving on, Shelton Gibson, wide receiver out of West Virginia, round five, pick 22. Get ready to see some deep balls thrown this prospect's way. He had 36% of his catches go for 25 yards or higher over the last two seasons. Just let that sink in for a little bit. So not only does he have speed, he has good ball locating skills and is good at creating space between himself and the defender. Right. All good qualities. Are there any Philly fans having some Deshaun Jackson flashbacks from this pick? <laughs> I'll say it. Well, hopefully he doesn't drop the ball at the goal line every time he goes into the end zone, huh? Shots fired again by Big D. <laughs> Yes, this once subpar wideout core wasn't making very many big plays. Um, and while their wideout core now may be very crowded, I suspect Gibson still will be used and have some roles in this offense. And to get him started, he'll have to prove himself on special teams again um, and make those big plays as a returner. Oh, an Eagles fan, before some fan of a rival team decides to try to troll you and say, he only ran a 4-5, 40-yard dash uh, at the combine, and that's not Deshaun Jackson's speed. Tell them to go back and watch his game footage and see how misleading that 40 time is. I love this pick. I just really like that pick. Um, you know, they I think they really got good value for it. You at least get a good role player out of it yeah. on special teams. And, yeah. again, in a in a quarterback-driven division, you need as many weapons as you can get. I just think the receiving core is getting really, really crowded. Uh, yeah, uh, you could say that. But again, I think if they get rid of Holland and add in Rashad Sly, I think they'll, they'll be doing all right there. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have Holland over Rashad Sly. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I like that Holland is getting his shot as well. It's no beef against him. Again, just the injury, him being injury prone. But again, they add Gibson here. It's a good pickup. It's a good deep threat, a speed deep threat that they've missed since Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I mean, I just on the top of my head, I really can't think of any speed threat that Philly has on all. Right, right now, Torrey Smith would be yeah, the other that, one. That's not really much. <laughs> uh, Torrey Smith was pretty good for Baltimore back when he had, uh, actually had a quarterback throwing to him. Yeah. I, and I throw that a little loosely with Flacco, but. Um, when he went to the Niners, I think he really hurt himself right. not Listen, having anybody the, throw The only thing you catch in Baltimore is colds and black. Oh, jeez. Moving on, Nate Gary, safety out of Nebraska, round five, pick 41. Obviously a comp pick. Last year, Gary was ruled ineligible to play in the Music City Bowl game due to his academics. And, but during the regular season, Gary was able to accumulate – 68 tackles, five and a half for a loss, four interceptions, and eight pass breakups, giving him 13 all Big Ten. The Eagles are wanting to put Gary, reportedly wanting to put Gary at linebacker, instead of keeping him at safety, which would make a ton of sense. The Eagles' safety core is stacked, not to mention their linebacker core is arguably the biggest need that this team has. Um, He would need to bulk up to be the appropriate size of a linebacker. Other than that, 
I see no problem with it. He's made of iron, but also is good in coverage. And let's not forget, he has 13 interceptions during his time at Nebraska. This could be a sneaky pick for the Eagles. Well, and this goes back to what I said earlier, where safeties, sometimes teams decide to move them into linebackers. Yep. And obviously this is – I don't remember their three, four of them. So he would be probably an interior linebacker or a cover safe or cover linebacker. He's definitely going to be covered, especially with 13 yeah. interceptions. I know it was throughout a three- or four-year course of his career, but, right. again, 13 is pretty good, especially for okay. a right. safety or a linebacker. Four was last year. That's yeah. still great. Yeah. So, again, I and, again, this is another pick that they got in round five. This is another good yeah. pickup for the Eagles. I think it's a very sneaky pick. I like it. Moving on, this next guy, Elijah Quails. Defensive tackle out of Washington, round six, pick 31, projected to go in between rounds three to four. And the Eagles were able to steal his free fall in the sixth round. Great value for this pick, and yet another player coming from the um, that Husky defense. Another player. Do they even have anybody on defense? <laughs> I don't know. They have a defense. They have, they have to go out and sign a bunch of people from scholarships. Uh, another low-risk, high-reward in this draft. This was another good depth pick for the Eagles, especially when there have been reports of injuries on that defensive front, such as uh, Bo Allen not being able to return until September. And although Jernigan was hurt, uh, hurt his ankle, tweaked it, however you want to say it, in OTAs, it wasn't anything major. But the Eagles know that if someone goes down, they have a cheap, viable backup to fill in that void and maybe one day become a starter. Exactly. I mean, it's great being a six-round pick and then immediately being in the rotation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people were giving comparisons to this kid from uh, Danny Shelton, uh, first-round draft pick a couple years ago yeah. for the Browns out of Washington. Um, I like this pick a lot. Projected round three to four. I know that does a you know, he Elijah doesn't like that, but the Eagles love it, right? Yeah, he's going to take so, a bit of a pay cut, but nothing you can't make up for with some playing that, time. That's exactly right. The Eagles draft grade overall. I do like the Eagles draft. It was solid. But my problem with this draft class is their top need they didn't address until round two. And it's someone recovering from an Achilles tear. Not taken away from Derek Barnett. He's a great prospect. And not taken away from the upside of Sidney Jones. The upside is very real. And he could be a, it could be a huge payoff. But it could also be a huge letdown. And only time will tell with Sidney Jones. Also, I'm not a big fan of Hollins. Um, they could have went linebacker here, or, you know, they do need linebackers still. Um, or they could have went with another uh, more durable wide receiver or even another cornerback. They need cornerbacks, too. They could have got another one. Um, and if they would have went linebacker in the fifth, which technically they did with Nate Gary because they're moving him to, from safety to linebacker, but if they, uh, they, they've got to beef him up. You know, they've got to work with him a little bit uh, to get him where they want him. But, again, their linebacker core is still mediocre. It's like a lot of the drafts I have graded so far. If they would have tweaked just a couple of picks, this class would have been a home run. Um, I gave it a B. I think I'm going to stay with a B. I, I feel comfortable. Again, your top need at corner, your two starters go away. You pick Sidney Jones in round two. You could have picked um, – well, let's see, they were before the Ravens, so they could have picked um, the corner out of Alabama. Now I just lost oh, my head. Oh, yeah. Humphrey, yes. Humphrey, yeah. That's they right. could have picked him up. That would have been one. Uh, Sidney Jones has more upside, in my opinion, than Humphrey does, but at least Humphrey's going to be able to play. Yeah, right, right off the bat. Um, again, they've got uh, Douglas. They've gotten the round three. But if they would have got another guy in round four um, to just help, you know, that much more, I think it would have been smarter. Yeah, yeah. Or another wide receiver, again, Josh Malone, 
out of Tennessee, or if they would have got a linebacker even. It, there's a couple yeah. things they could have done there. I felt like this was a defensively deep class, and the yeah. fact that they didn't come out with a true linebacker really kind of disappoints me. When they need it, when when that's they one of the posi- yeah, the, that's one of the positions they need the most. And they, yeah, I agree. Um, does Austin have anything to say about that? No, he's just okay. guessing a few things. Um, for once, I think I'm being more negative about it. Than oh, oh, wow. I think I'm going to go with the minus. Okay. Like, they still had a decent draft. I just think some of the picks were questionable to me. Like, do you really need Hollins, for example? Right, with the wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, with the wide receiver uh, core they have. Yeah, that's another good point with them. And then – Oh, and they did pick up Gibson, too. I forgot about Gibson. But Gibson, to me, makes more sense than – Right, right. So – that's all you got to say about that? You're not a fan of that fourth rounder? Well, I mean, there's some of the other picks. I would just have to look through them again just to right. make sure. But, I mean, like you said, linebacker was a big need. Cornerback, I think they could have drafted more. Right. Um, honestly, I would have also liked to see some offensive linemen just to get more people to protect Carson Wentz in future, not now. Could have been even depth there, too. Exactly. How about you, Big D? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have to say I got to agree with Mike on this. I could give him a B-. minus. I don't think you guys – I don't think the Eagles addressed enough of their Man. needs. So the Eagle hate here, awesome, awesome. And you know, the other thing is they didn't pick up for Sean Sly, which is a huge, <laughs> huge, huge, huge negative on my part. I mean, if you're going to go with the receiver, go with one that doesn't get hurt. Come on. That's true. And, uh, and honestly, oh yeah, and hometown. Come on, what are you thinking? That's a home run. Oh, listen to the alone. Listen. Said the last back-to-back corner selections for the Eagles was Sheldon Brown and Lito Shepard. Which was a good combo. Yeah, yeah but I, I just, you know, I got to say, honestly, with, with your two starting corners going and not really addressing the need for right now, I mean, Sidney Jones, good, but honestly, uh, injured. And, yeah. you, you know, he's not going to be able to start right now. And who's to say he doesn't come back, or who's to say he comes back and he's 100% and plays at the same the same caliber. caliber that he did in college. But also on top of that, we really? talked about with Sidney Jones. I think he needs to beef up a bit to go you know, up against these big-time receivers. I, I feel Brian like, Odell Beckham, he can't do that when he's served with an Achilles Yeah, he injury. can't. Uh, I feel like that, to me, is why I've got to give it a <laughs> – this is why I've got to give it a, a D – this is why I've got to give it a B minus. Almost a D. Wow. Uh, this is why i got to give it a B minus because I feel like they just didn't address enough of their needs. And in a draft that was as deep as it was defensively, yeah. on defense, I mean, this is probably the deepest defensive draft I've ever seen in, in a long time. And there were a lot of quality defensive ends. There were a lot of quality defensive backs. And there were really a lot of quality off, uh, linebackers didn't get picked early on that the Eagles had access to and passed on. So I don't know what they saw in their in their training camps, but I feel like they had they missed in their earlier picks. I do. I feel like they missed. <laughs> so they struck out. Is, uh, yeah, does he have his boss five up there? Up there. Uh, go to the right after Bradshaw. I think is when you posted it. Right after Bradshaw. Yeah. Right is that right after that one? Yeah. Right there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. So before I forget. If you guys want to be in on the conversation, yes. dial 718-508-9883. Mm-hmm. Um, love to hear straight football talk, you know, but hear just football talk from other people. We want to hear it, people. Yeah, I, for I, real. I also like how Austin, about the depth uh, lineman, mm-hmm. he's like, we have one of the best. Yes, we have some age, yada, yada. You can never have too much depth. It's kind of like, it's kind of like edge rushers. Yeah. You can't okay, have too many edge rushers. You don't, you don't have enough. All right. I'm just going to tell you right now, there's never, there's no such thing as I have enough, it's good enough. It's never good enough. This is the NFL. 
Uh, this isn't backyard football. We need more more on defense than what I'm seeing here, sir. And this is coming from the guy that is wearing an Eagles jersey right now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> forget. Who uh, paid very close attention to this draft class. Oh, man. Um, I might want to scoot back a little bit, Big D, so they can see again. Um, fun fact <laughs> from Awesome Austin. Ha-ha yep. Clinton Dix. Dallas, you know who that is. Oh, I know who it is. Uh, is getting an inter- internship with the Brown County Circuit Court to earn enough credits to obtain his criminal justice degree hey. from the University of Alabama. It's not bad. I'm okay with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, that. Another fun fact. Jeremy Macklin not only signed with the Baltimore Ravens, but he also gained yeah, it's free crab cakes for life from Baltimore, a restaurant oh. named Jimmy's Seafood, for signing with the team. Lucky duck. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jeremy Macklin, who predicted him going to Baltimore the day of his release? Hmm. Who was that? That would be awesome, Austin. He picked Baltimore. I picked Buffalo. I could I, I could have seen that. Yeah, I, I like the fit though. I think it fits for Macklin. I think it's a good good pick for Ravens for sure. Jeremy also found out he was cut via voicemail. Oh wow, that is hack slash disrespect. That's Amen. bad. Aww. Ted and Austin have a bit of a bet going over the 2017 season. Um, we do? I don't think we do anymore because I said bet. no. <laughs> you guys have a bet? What was no. Bet? Nope. It was, it was who – because I thought Macklin was going to win Buffalo – go to Buffalo. So we he thought the Ravens were going to do better than Buffalo was in the 2017 season. So we were going to bet on it. And once Macklin went to the Ravens, I said, no, I'm not in it now. No. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is still not signed. His franchise he tender. Birthday. He has to your birthday. Then what happens? Then he can't play for anyone till uh, I can't remember if it's September or October. In other words, Mr. Bell, just sign the franchise tag. We'll get you to a long-term deal, buddy. It's going to happen. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't listen to them. <laughs> well, Don't listen to them. Yes, Maybe September or October to Oh boy, come play for me. This, <laughs> this this next one, Vince Young cut cut by CFL team due to his torn hamstring. Oh, ouch. So not only did he tear his hamstring, he got cut by the Canadian Football yeah. League. Oh, that's just sad. Um, Vikings wide receiver Michael Floyd in trouble with alcohol again, tested positive during his house arrest and could have jail time. We talked about that earlier. Oh, my God. Um, his agent states that he had a 500-plus clean test before Michael drank some that, that tea, which uh, has a little bit of alcohol in it. Uh, left tackle, Jason Peters, was signed to a one-year extension so he can retire as an Eagle. Congratulations, Jason Peters. Um, linebacker and former Arizona Cardinal, Daryl Washington, claims he wants to join the uh, Dallas Cowboys. What? Austin, Teddy scared. Sounds cheese. Um, yes, that's great for Daryl Washington if he wants to join the Cowboys, but he's got to play good. The crew of Straight Football Talk aren't the only ones calling out the experts. Texans head coach Bill O'Brien also joined in saying the critics of Deshaun accuracy problems don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. No. Don't worry about Deshaun. Bill O'Brien's got him. Um, oh, we're talking about Kaiser. Isn't it? No, we're talking Watson. Yeah, oh, it, Watson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kaiser's, uh, Kaiser's Deshaun is spelled a little different. Okay. Um, yeah, just, just Rams quarterback Jared Goff put on 10 pounds this offseason. Well, well, I mean, it is what it is. Kirk Cousins played a round of golf with President Trump this past week. That'd be a fun game to play with. Uh, Speaking of golf, um, pro golfer Ricky Fowler spotted uh, 
as U.S. Open sporting a Green Bay Packers themed golf bag. I, I you got <laughs> Dallas. I support this message. I support this. You'll probably, you'll probably win a whole lot. <laughs> Going back to Kirk Cousins, his cousin, cousin's cousin, cousin's Jake, <laughs> Jake got drafted by the Washington Nationals. Now there are two cousins in Washington. So cousins, cousins are in Washington. Now there's two cousins in Washington. Um, last thing on Kirk Cousins and sure. the golf. Apparently, he is considered the best golfer on the, in the NFL. Oh, is he? Considered. Really? Wow. wow. Um, since Kurt Warner era ended and the Carson Palmer era started, Arizona had six different quarterbacks start under center. Derek Anderson, John Skelton, Max Hall, Kevin Cobb, Ryan Lindley, and Brian Hoyer. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of names there of guys. Yeah, but one on my have you, you, i got to bring that stat for next week. The Browns quarterback since 1999, it's like in the 20s. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's pushing 30, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Um, They're expected to have a a new one this year, right? (laughs) Yeah. And by the end of the year, they'll have another three. (laughs) Uh, The last quarterback. That would be a fun jersey to have behind the list. That would be fun. Hey, that would be kind of cool. (laughs) Uh, The last quarterback Arizona drafted was Logan Thomas from Virginia Tech. He went number 120th overall in the fourth round in the 2014 draft. Interesting. The last quarterback Arizona drafted in the first round was Matt Weiner from USC in the 2006 draft. He went number 10 overall. Yeah, that didn't work out. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that, did that Randy Moss got inducted to uh, Minnesota's Vikings Ring of Honor. Congratulations, Randy Moss. Mentioning former Vikings wide receivers, Philadelphia Reese released Chris Carter before his peak of greatness due to uh, not seeing eye-to-eye with Buddy Ryan. Interesting. Uh, Eagles long snapper John Durenbos got married this past week. Congrats to you, John. Yes, congrats, John. John. And congrats to Jeremy Macklin. That was, what, last weekend he got uh, married? that's right. He did. Um, The last time Arizona and Philadelphia met each other in the playoffs was in the NFC Championship in the 2008 season. The quarterbacks were Kurt Warner and Donovan McNabb. Arizona went on to win 32-25 to and eventually lost to Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. I was not happy about that Super Bowl. I had some money riding on that. I was, I was very happy with that Super Bowl. All I got to say is I'm not happy with you, Larry. <laughs> now, you, you, know, be, I thought, you know what I'm talking about. You should be really upset with Antonio Holmes. Hey, I'm a little bit, I, listen, I'm a little bit more upset with Larry Fitzgerald. Where were you, man? Come on. Uh, moving on. Fantasy four. I love these. I love fantasy football talk. Who would you rather have on your fantasy team? Oh, Carson Palmer or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. Wentz, easy. Wentz hands down. Sorry. I, I can't, I I can't do it, Carson. Because oh. as much as I want to say Palmer, don't, you haven't don't, shown it. Don't lie, Mike. Like, you don't want to say Palmer. Okay, so here's the reason for me with Wentz. The upside. And not only the upside. You look at all the receivers and all the weapons he has on his team now. Uh, Palmer's lost a couple. Uh, on top of that, Palmer's not going to get out of the pocket and run. Carson Wentz has the ability to run with the football. I like Carson Wentz for uh, fantasy for quarterback. Let me sum it up. One, one, one little sentence on why Carson Wentz. He won't, be, he won't have a broken back mid-year. Carson, Car, Carson will be injured before the season. Probably, like course, to probably before he even starts. How yeah. interesting would it be to see the Eagles versus the Cardinals in the NFC Championship, and it's Carson versus Carson. That'd be interesting. It's not going to happen. happen but. But <laughs> the Eagles have a much better chance. Yes, yeah, so the Eagles have a very, lot better chance right now. You, you say that, but their division is tougher. I know. Larry Fitzgerald or Alshon Jeffrey? Oh. Ooh. 
Ooh, that's, that's actually tough. But I am going to go with Alshon Jeffrey. Well, actually, I'm going to play Fitzgerald. Let me put wow. this out there. It's Jeffrey unless he gets injured. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey has an injury history. On top of that, who does Carson Palmer have to throw to? That's Tom Brown. Yeah, yeah, he's hurt again, yeah, though. that's true. He's only got one guy right now to throw to. That's would, the only you know, I would, David Johnson. I would say oh, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> I would say Larry Fitzgerald, except for the fact that I just don't think Larry is going to get the ball because Carson Palmer is going to be on his back all the time. Could be. Carson or Carson. Uh, Cardinals defense or Eagles defense for fantasy. I'm going Eagles. I still think the Cardinals defense is solid. So I'm going Cardinals. That's a tough one for me. I'm I'm gonna have to do, I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles. Eagles. I, I think I think they got more depth. They I they played very well last year, and you look at their fantasy numbers last year. It was great, um, and they really didn't get a whole lot worse. They lost their two st- uh, top two corners, starting corners, um, but they're hopefully gonna refill those again. Douglas is making a big splash for their on their on their team. Um, they still got Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who is phenomenal in the secondary. Uh, they've added Derek Barnett. They've got. Um, and their pass rush actually wasn't bad. No, they, yeah, yeah, I was just about to say they got Chris Logan. Um, they just added Tammy Jernigan. I, again, their their defense is looking just as good. And, and they did really well against the run, and I like that. Um, Torrey Smith or Jordan Matthews? Oh, that's tough. Oh, oh um, sorry, I'm looking trying okay. to see if I can get last year's stuff. Um, and that's cheating, Mike. <laughs> you just gotta know it. Just gotta, uh, yeah, I think I'm uh, I think I'm going to go Torrey Smith. The upside is there because he's a oh, deep threat. I was looking at the, oh, but, oh, okay. Uh, so out of those two, I think Torrey Smith. Too. I got to go Torrey Smith yeah. for those. I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm going with Torrey Smith. I like that. Too. John Brown or Eagles receiver selected. I'm going to go with Torrey Smith again. Torrey Smith. Yeah, I got to go with Torrey Smith. John. Who will be drafted first off these teams? Arizona. So what player on that team will be drafted first? David Johnson. David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson's true. Philadelphia Eagles. Man, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Jeffrey because people are going to be so high on him. Um, damn. I'm, I am keep I keep thinking Wentz just because you know, you know what, Mike, me, quarterbacks. You know, I'm I'm actually right there with you, Ted. I think it's going to be Wentz. I, it, but it's going to be tough. you draft the quarterback before you draft the wide receiver? Depending on where – well, Alshon Jeffrey doesn't need to be drafted until later on anyway. Yeah. At least around three or four. Well, and then once you get to that point – yeah, the quarterback's going to be gone, so you got to think, is that what everyone thinks? Quarter, like, quarterbacks typically get more points than wide receivers, typically. But they don't get Overall. drafted right away as they wide do if you're and Aaron, running backs. You, you do if you're Aaron Rodgers and company, and with the upside of Carson Wentz, I could definitely see that. They do if you, they do if you want to win. Like I do in fantasy. Like, should David Johnson be guaranteed top three fantasy draft pick? Yes, he should be in the top three. Um, had a huge year last year. I mean, there's no question. Um, biggest fantasy steal selection for each team in the later rounds um, in fantasy draft for each of these teams. So who is the biggest fantasy steal selection for each team? Um, honestly, when it comes to Philly, it depend, again, it depends on where they're ranked at for fantasy. Uh, I know LeGarrette Blount is going to be a darn good running back for that team. Yeah. Um, and, it, again, it just depends on where they're going to be located at. Um, Zach Ertz could be another good steal there. Um, Carson Wentz and Ertz are starting to get that chemistry going. He, Ertz did okay last year, and it could be – it could – 
be better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good, and a tight end like that's going to be drafted in the later rounds. So, again, I, Zach Ertz could definitely be one of those guys. Um, for Arizona, man, um, Carson Palmer could be a steal. Carson Palmer being hurt and on his back last year didn't do very well. He could be towards the back of the, the, the recruiting or the draft board. And, again, you look at that last year, the year before, I drafted Carson Palmer in round 10. I remember this. And he was, like, top five, top six quarterback in fantasy. I mean, if he, if he gets the protection. He gets the protection. They get the he, weapons. He could be time steal. to throw. He could definitely be a good, great fantasy steal. Fast five, better chance to win their division, Arizona or Philly. Man, that's what we were just talking about because Philadelphia's got a heck of a yeah, schedule. But, but I think uh, in Arizona, I think in Arizona's division, we, we can't uh, can't overlook the power. Of Arizona should beat the Rams and the Niners. Can the Eagles for sure beat the Giants and the Cowboys? Can you say that for sure? They can beat the Eagles. Last year. Uh, didn't they split their series with the Cowboys last year? They did. Uh, they didn't leave someone. Though. Yeah, I think they swept the Eagles or the Giants. Did they not? No, nah, that I'm not sure. Did they sweep the Giants? Ask Austin. Austin knows it's his team. They will know. Who'd you sweep last year, Austin? But I think he'll say the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. Did they beat the Cowboys twice? No, I, I'm almost positive I they went one on one. Didn't the Cowboys win the last, uh, last matchup? Dallas, they lost in overtime, so yep. no, we're about them. Giants, they lost in overtime. Um, okay. Guys, we've got a phone call. Oh, hey, bring them on. So hold on here. <laughs> this is Straight Football Talk, and I, you are speaking with Teddy the Bear Tate, Super Mike, and Big D. How are you doing today? Doing well, how are you? Doing great. What would you like to talk about? We're reviewing back on that. You said that David Johnson guaranteed top three pick. So, what about Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, A.B., Leo Jones? Mm-hmm. Guaranteeing, guaranteeing third or uh, top three pick with those guys? The number one running back in fantasy football should almost always go in, at, at the very minimum top five, but top three, yes. I, if it's me drafting, yeah, I'm saying top three. Um, again, I would like Le'Veon Bell a little more. That's my bias showing there. Um, yeah, you're right. Ezekiel Elliott had a phenomenal year last year. You could argue that as well. Um, and it also, I suppose, it depends on wide receivers too, Antonio uh, Brown and Julio Jones. But again, if you're looking at running backs, he catches uh, David Johnson catches out of the backfield, gets you, especially in a PPR league, gets you those uh, points per reception, and gets you the uh, rushing. I mean, he really was when, Arizona offense. But when was the last time a, a top running back from the previous year duplicated that same performance the next year? Well, to that argument, wouldn't it's, it be uh, positing of Ezekiel Elliott then be a kind of a problematic thing for you then? Because Ezekiel Elliott did pretty well last year. What's to say that he doesn't – how how is he going to duplicate that success with the improvements of Philadelphia? Uh, I know New York was kind of silent in the offseason, but Philadelphia and Washington sure were not. Uh, New, York, know, New York bolstered their defense a lot. So, too. I mean uh, – I, I don't I don't know uh, what your argument is on that, but I, I kind of feel like you kind of shot yourself in the foot right there. Yeah, didn't you say David Johnson was the number one? I mean, if, if, you, if you're saying that David Johnson couldn't potentially duplicate that success, then by that logic, Ezekiel Elliott, just the same, might not duplicate his success. I mean, I by mean, far he averaged 
20 David points. Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson averaged 20 points again. He was the number one guy. Yeah, yeah. in his defense, I would say that David Johnson I mean, was 30, basically 30, 30, all the Arizona offense had. He was their most consistent producer. And the likelihood of him not being their most consistent producer this year with the offense that they have, which is really not that great, uh, is very unlikely. So he's, his numbers are not likely to drop too much. I could see, I could see the caller's argument though, and saying it, again, if somebody decides, okay, it also depends on who you've got on your fantasy league, right? Yes, it it depends on who, if they value quarterbacks or wide receivers or running backs more too. So you could say, hey, um, number one guy says, ah oh, man, I, I can't not pick Antonio Brown, so they pick Antonio Brown. Next guy, oh, I cannot pick Aaron Rodgers, so I pick right. Aaron Rodgers. And then again, then when you're at the pick three, you're really, you know. It's yeah. a thin line between taking David Johnson or Zeke Elliott, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. You know, I suppose I could see it, but again, I should say for my point, uh, right. David Johnson's a top three pick. And again, I value running backs more though. I mean, I, I can see the caller's the caller's point, but to that, I just wanted to po- posit that counter argument that you know, if if you're going by the fact that they're not likely to duplicate that success in the case of David Johnson. I don't think you have to worry quite as much because he is basically the only weapon and, that they've got. So and if you, guys are, be- if you guys remember last year, and I'm speaking to the caller as well, if you remember last year, there was a lot of, um, what I want to say, controversy. There's a lot of talk about can David Johnson be the guy all year because the year before he was only there for like half a year. Right, and he proved to us that he can be. And he produced that half a season. He produced phenomenally. This last year, he produced phenomenally. Again, David Johnson, to, in my opinion, is the top three pick in fantasy. Okay. You still there, Charlie? Uh, who, yeah, who, yeah, who, who, who would you rank in top three then? I'm curious. Uh, this was just a guarantee. That, that was because uh, a guaranteed. But um, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd pick probably Le'Veon Bell first. I just just something something about that Steelers and the owner dying. I think they're going to come out strong. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people here and there, especially being a Steelers. Again, there's no and and when you look at Le'Veon Bell, there is no running back in this league that catches the football and gets you. It gets into open space and makes sure. bigger plays. Then there's nobody better than Le'Veon Bell. I think, Bell right I think now. Though my only you just got to stay healthy and get in tr- or stay in trouble. Yep, exactly. And and I really like Le'Veon Bell as a good fantasy pick, but my only problem in picking him over David Johnson is how many more weapons the Steelers have. They have a they have a bunch. I they have about a square there. They have a bunch of weapons in Pittsburgh. Uh, Le'Veon is great uh, if if he is available. Yeah. And you got the choice. Uh, I leave it to your discretion. I still think though I have to agree with Ted that David Jones is probably going to produce you more points just because Le'Veon is on an offense that has a lot yes, more David weapons. Johnson. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I would say that uh, Johnson would probably be the more solid pick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's a good argument. Um, Tyler, I've got to ask one more question for you. Well, who's your favorite NFL team? You like the, you like, or is it the Steelers? I, I'm a Bengals fan. You're a Bengals fan? Oh. So yeah. then you definitely know what, the, what Le'Veon Bell does. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets injured every time he plays them. Yeah, and he just he, – There's – I gotta yeah. give the call and props because that takes a lot to swallow that from your <laughs> rival team. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, okay. Want to thank you for calling, and we'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Yeah, I'm hung up on there. Ooh, thanks, thanks, Mike. Yeah. Mike's keeping me in line. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to Austin's fantasy. Um, 
Or fast five, you mean? No, we're past the fast five. Austin Fancy, we were on the. Uh, oh, he did say that they split with both the Giants and Cowboys, they? but they got swept. They got swept by Washington. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So we were talking about which one of the teams would most likely make the playoffs or win their division. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Which one was it? Win the division to make the playoffs? I don't even see that anymore. Where was, the, where was that fantasy at? Biggest fantasy still. Oh, then it was Fast Five. Okay. okay. Right there. So, Better let's chance see. to win the division was the question. Okay. Better chance to win the division. That yeah, was right. We had a caller. Sorry, guys. Um, man, I think in Arizona. Just they have a better chance. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just, question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to say Arizona has the better, the the nicer schedule. I, I think Mike and I are on the same page there. I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and make it unanimous. I think if they can steal a game from Seattle, then they shouldn't. They, they should not have a <laughs> problem beating the 49ers. Right. And if they can't at least steal one game from the Rams, I don't know what they're doing down there. Yep. Um, not saying they will win, but they have a better chance. That's how, that's how that works in the NFL. Yeah. Um, number two, it, assuming everyone is healthy in week five, oh, assuming on October 5th when Arizona comes to Philly, who wins? Philly. You're in Philadelphia. You look at the weapons they have. Yes, Arizona has a good defense, but guess what? Philadelphia has a good defense too, guys. I'm going to go with Philly uh, simply because I don't think Arizona – here we go. Here you go. Represent. This is the first. This is the only time you get this right here. Okay. This is the only time. I'm gonna go with Philadelphia uh, because I think honestly they've just got more offensive firepower than Arizona does. Do. I think they they can stop. They can at least contain David Johnson for most of the game, and that's enough for them to pull off the win. Um. So uh, I'm gonna have say Philadelphia because West Coast teams don't play very well. They do not. Oh man! I mean, Austin, you better be marking this down too. I want. I want. We're, we're saying all of us are saying Philly's Philly's gonna win. So if they lose, it's your guys' fault. It's your fault. <laughs> if they lose, Austin, you didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, did Arizona mess up in drafting Hassan Reddick over trying to get one of these premier quarterbacks in this draft class? Um, good. That's a great question. I'm I I didn't answer it. I'm going to say no. I don't think they made a mistake. I agree. Uh, a lot of talk about this draft class is the talent's not there at the quarterback position. Yeah. And I, I made that point several times. Yep. And yep. even for my team to go out and take – I really disagree with that, but all right. Exactly. Went out and got Trubisky. I still am wary about the pick. Yeah. How much did you guys give up for that again? Too much. Everything? Our life. Yeah. <laughs> next, um, next 24 years of I don't know about that. Like that. <laughs> um, I completely agree. I think Hayes on Reddick was a solid pick for him. Again, you can never have too many edge rushers. On top of that, if they – so, again, if they don't do well this coming year, like they did this last year, they didn't do very well. Right. Uh, was number 13 in the draft. Uh, let's say they do a little worse. They've got a co- couple quarterbacks coming out of college football that are pro- prolific. Everybody's talking about them. And if they need to, if they, if Carson Palmer decides to retire, the Cardinal staffing sees that Palmer just doesn't have it. Um, what? I know there's Darnold, who's the second quarterback. And then something. And uh, Mike, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's some quarterbacks this coming year that are going to be. Oh, JT Barrett. That'd be a, that'd be one. Would he be considered the second best quarterback? I wouldn't say overall, but I'm just saying there's there's a couple quarterbacks coming out of here. I that, mean, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm just saying, there's, 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 there's definitely some good quarterbacks. I just saw one from 
And um, the kid from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, uh, Mayfield, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Baker Mayfield is going to be in the draft. That's right. He's former Tech. I yep. am so angry at him. Uh, <laughs> he, he played better for Oklahoma than he did for us. I'm so disappointed. Uh, but no, Baker Mayfield definitely is going gonna to be, be a solid draft pick. Uh, Oklahoma State's got another, got another good player. Yeah, what's his name? I forget uh, him too. Is that Mason? I don't remember. Yeah, but they, they've got, they've got another score. There's going to be some. Good quarterback depth in this coming draft. And if the Cardinals need to draft a quarterback next year, they can do that. They can do that. They can definitely uh, address that need. Um, Number 5A. So there's two Uh, five questions. Who was the biggest steal in the draft for each of these teams? That's a great question. I I want the list back up. I I got to take this. I need the list back up. So let's go to the Cardinals. Let's see. What's the biggest steal of the draft for each team? team. So for the Cardinals. Mm Holden or Johnson to me. What's You're up with the Cardinals? Yeah, I was going to go with Dorian Johnson. You guys can go with Dorian Johnson. That was my first initial pick. I'm going to say Buda Baker. Come on, guys. Get, really get the Buda hype. I mean, if you I really mean, a steal, he's a second round pick. Second round. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I think he was definitely. But well, what if he becomes Honey Badger and people would, dra- would draft him in the first round? Say, but that's know. just him meeting his expectations. <laughs> that's just meeting expectations <laughs> for his But Honey Badger was a later round pick. That's true. Of off the field, off field issues. Right. And, and the difference being that, you know, Buda Baker was drafted second. If your second round draft pick doesn't perform at a high level, I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing drafting well, second. Well, the thing is, when I say Honey, Honey Badger S, when he was coming out, people weren't sure if he was going to be the talented player that he is today because of him being undersized and Listen, his I, off the field issues. I can't wait to see Buda Baker play. I really can't. I'm a little biased now with him because of that. But I like I, as far as steals go, Sure, I'll, I'm going to say Dorian Johnson, but player I'm most excited for, steal, second round, it's got to be Buda Baker. It's got to be. For the Eagles, I think your definition of steal is wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Because, because you're, getting, you're getting better value than what you drafted them at. That's still a steal. I think, I think for, uh, I think for the Eagles, it's, uh, it's Humphrey. You think it's Humphrey? I think he is. Yeah, I think I think Humphrey is a, is not only a sneaky pick because I think he kind of got overlooked in this draft, but getting a decent running back like that and what was it the fourth round? Fourth yeah. round, late for, for yeah, round. yeah, I think that's pretty good, and especially if he turns out to be pretty good. I mean, I was going to go with Gary. I do like that pick because too. the only issue is will he play well at the linebacker position? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the yeah. only. Issue. And is that for sure happening? Are they for sure going to be? Yeah, that's, so that's their plan. Okay. They're, they're set at safety. Even their backups are decent. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really set. Um, you know, as far as steel goes, I'm going to say Elijah Quails. Uh, apparently, you guys got your steel, you know, the definition of a steel under the draft messed up because this is a sixth-round pick for hey, well, your standards that they, that they, got, they got, who should have been three or fourth round, they got in the sixth. That is a steal in my book right off the bat. So Buda Baker is a starter. Is he should consider a steal. Yes, Buda Baker start. Yes, First, it is. Second round is all oh, starters. No, they're not. Listen, I is, don't want to hear. Is Patrick Mahomes starting week one? I said they're supposed to be starters. But is Patrick Mahomes starting? Supposed to, but he's not. Do you listen here? See, now I don't want to hear it. I, 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 don't want, I don't want to hear it. Your team went out and traded everything for Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. So, uh, is that? He doesn't even know how to bargain. 
Let's see. I was. I thought. I, I don't know. even know now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think was, I thought. I thought we had one more. It won't go up any higher. Uh, I thought there was more. I saw more yeah. comments. I could have sworn there was. Michelle says I can't see Big D. Well, you can. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here, Michelle. That was later or earlier. This isn't going up any higher. That's weird. Uh, see if you can get awesome. on the phone. Can you? I know I can't get it on my phone. Because it makes it such a big post. Do you want me to do it? Can you get it on yours? Yeah, I can try. Let me see if I can pull it up. Well, well, we got so many comments we can't see it. Yeah, sorry oh, yeah, about that. Sorry, it's great to have all these comments. It is great. We're we're going to. And again, if you want to be part of the conversation, seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three. Oh. Let me see if I can get that up. There we are. We're at 47. Austin said quails is his steel idea. Woo! Thank you, Austin. Here. Uh, I'm not, not. You can't go up any higher. Yeah, yeah I'm not seeing this on there. Yeah, it's not letting me go up either. Austin, I'm sorry, buddy. We can't get to your last question. Um, just that, oh, wait. Here we go. He just posts. Okay, it's 5B. Who was the biggest question mark draft pick for each team? There we go. Yeah. Let's pull them back up. I like this question. I like it a lot. Who is the biggest question? Because if we want to start with Philly, because I know who we all kind of had. Oh, I, I know. Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins. Yeah. Yep. So that was easy for all of us. Okay, let's, biggest question on Arizona. Chad Williams. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Chad Williams was an extremely questionable pick, not just because of his off-the-field issues uh, in light of the Michael Floyd incident, but also because why – <laughs> well, especially when he's projected five rounds five to yeah. six, that just doesn't Why make any sense. Would you draft them when they were better receivers honestly, available? Honestly, if they would have went it was round, the round three pick to get again Josh Malone, Josh Reynolds, Dede Westbrook, they would have got one of those guys. This draft class for the Cardinals probably would have been an A for me. Oh, if it, they it was right Reynolds there. Or, yeah, if they would have picked up Westbrook or Reynolds, I would have been I would have been ready to give them an A. But that really brought their draft class down for me. Yeah, I don't understand that pick. So, with that being said. Next week, we'll be on air again. The week after, we won't be. We're on vacay. You're on vacay. You're you're on vacay. We're on vacay. We don't have to be on here. Uh, But next week, we'll be talking about NFL buzz, of course. We've got to be talking about NFL buzz, what's going on, what's the happenings in the NFL. Um, We will be talking about the Colts draft recap and grade. We'll be talking about the Ravens draft recap and draft grade. A lot of good stuff coming up, and we've already made some headlines. Um, yeah, Dede, I always say Dede. Sorry, Austin. It's got to be technical. I like Dede better. Anyways, um, can't wait to talk about the Ravens. Can't wait to talk about the Colts. This is a Steelers fan. Again, no bias, no BS filter. If you guys couldn't be on the show and you're listening to it not live, go to our Straight Football Talk live page, like the page, get on there, comment, leave your questions, comments, whatever you, you know. If you want to say that we're completely wrong, tell us. We'd like to hear it. We'd like to talk football. Definitely tell me I'm completely wrong with my steel definition. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't forget, guys, if you want to listen to the radio broadcast, don't forget to listen to the links for those on Facebook as well. Yep. We will definitely be sharing them. Thanks again. Thanks for the love and support. Take care, guys.